Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the CX Goalkeeper Podcast. Your host, Greg, will have smart discussions with friends, experts, and thought leaders on customer experience, transformation, and leadership. Please follow this podcast on your preferred platform. I am sure you will enjoy the next episode with the guest I selected for you. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight it's really a big, big pleasure because I have Sirte together with me. Hi, Sirte. How are you? Hi, Gregoria. I'm fine. <laughs> Thank you for, for inviting me for this podcast. Finally, you are joining the podcast after we collaborate also for Customer Experience 3 together for the book. I know that you wrote also Customer Experience 2. And now, finally, we find time together to discuss about a super interesting topic. Let's start the game. Let's start the play. Let's start playing and speaking about Lego Serious Play. But before we deep dive in, in this topic, we would learn a bit more about you. And therefore, Sirte, could you please quickly introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Sirte Pihlaja, for those who want to know how to pronounce it. <laughs> I'm the CEO and founder of, of uh, Sirute, that, that is the first customer experience agency in Finland. And uh, I've been, my background is actually in journalism. I've been working for the Finnish broadcasting company, for the BBC, for uh, Radio France Internationale. So I have a very long background doing things for, for different kinds of audiences. And um, over 25 years now been uh, advising international companies and, and organizations into creating, you know, better customer experiences for them in, you know, in quite a wide range of industries. And what I do is basically anything and everything between CX-related uh, strategy work and, and design CX design, EX design, voice of customer programs, customer uh, performance, uh, customer dialogue uh, related uh, projects. And, and we also do customer intelligence, so big data. And, and nowadays, more, we're ho hopefully doing more, more of these machine customer AI related uh, stuff as well. And, and certainly also the employee experience, because we see that as, as a very important part of the whole people experiences thing. Uh, other than that, I'm a global CX ambassador. Like you said, we have been writing books together. Two of the books that I've written are global best bestsellers, CX2 and CX3. And I've also written a third book in Finnish uh, about customer experiences. And uh, I'm a keynote speaker in, in various uh, international CX awards uh, ceremonies. I've been a judge and, and the panel, panel or the judge panel leader. And uh, also a very keen uh, proponent of the CXPA, of the global CXPA. So I was one of the founding members of the association and uh, I've been helping out as, a, as the, one of the international advisory board members uh, when that was still existing. And uh, I've been running the CXPA in Finland, the local network, since 2013, so quite For, for 10 years already right now. And uh, also within the CXPA, I have been helping out other parts of the world. So CXPA in Asia, when they were starting some of the local networks, I was trying to support them. And now here that, that I live here now in, in Barbados, I'm helping out to, to found the CXPA in the Caribbean. Oh, that's... So, uh, that's 
super interesting and i think what you are saying it's it's extremely interesting because that's also my feeling everywhere there is something international related to cx going on you are in the background helping supporting <laughs> connecting people and therefore i know that and we know and we really appreciate what yeah well what it's you're a, doing. thank you thank you it's a big passion for me and when i see that again here here in the caribbean the situation is pretty much the same as it was back in the day in, in Finland when they were when we were just starting the activities there it, it was first to introduce really CX to everybody and anybody in the region and then starting to create these events and webinars and and all of that um, we did actually do two uh, global CX days uh, back in 2020 and 21 that was great fun we got all the biggest CX stars uh, to join us as speakers and we had people coming from all over from from Latin America to to the Asia and, and the Nordics all the way to South Africa so I love bringing people together and especially when it's all about CX and which is my great passion and, and you're already sharing the the answer to the next question but I will formulate it anyhow because that's something that I think we preach always about values and the importance of the purpose and you are already sharing that but I ask um, the question is which values drives you in life well I would say uh, for, for on the personal side of, of my life it's it's really uh, friends and family I think that all all my passion for CX starts there. I've always wanted to, you know, make things better for everybody that I know. So it's been a long time, long time endeavor. Uh, and I think that ultimately uh, all we do is really something that we do to create a better future for our, our children. So trying to then do that in my professional life. And, and on that side, I would say that well, you've probably heard me say several times already how Finland has been uh, selected as the happiest country on earth. And now it's the sixth consecutive year that that has happened on the United Nations World Happiness Index. So we are, of course, very proud proud about that and happy about that. But really, happiness is something that I do consider a very important value as as I want to make people happy. That's that's my whole purpose in life. And, and so that's also therefore the purpose of, of Shiruta as a, as a company. And I don't try to do that through CX, better CX and, and EX. And because I really think that if you are happy, you are much more likely to have the time to look around you, yourself and, 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 you know, reach out to other people and, and help them to become happy and, and prosperous and all of that. So I consider that very important. Uh, Another thing, uh, Finns are, uh, I, I think, famous for being quite reliable and trustworthy people. So I, I do think also that, um, well, you don't, here in Finland, people don't leave your, you don't leave your friends behind, you know, and you, they will always, Finns will always have your back, whatever the situation is. So that is, trust is really another thing that is important to me. And of course, being, being on the, uh, uh, ex expert side of things. I don't want to call myself a consultant because uh, it has certain con connotations that I don't like so much. I, I much rather be a personal, personal uh, trainer kind of uh, expert on the, like your goalkeeper podcast. This is a really fine place to say that. But I really think that uh, trust is something that you have to gain, and that is something that you would, one needs to have on on the client side as well because. I couldn't be working with, you know, some of our clients that have hundreds and millions of customers on on their uh, company uh, companies. So, so if I didn't do that, 
but also I think that extends to the partner partner level in the sense that I do trust all of my and I would never select a partner that I didn't trust 100%. So that is very thing a thing that I'm very committed to. And then maybe thirdly, three C's. <laughs> so curiosity, creativity, and uh, courage. Because I, I think that um, well, I my 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 whole thing is about training. About it's about talking to leadership teams to make them understand that they ha have to be more more courageous and more creative that uh, in their. Uh, work so that they would be able to be, uh, cha make changes, transformations and, and behave differently themselves because it all starts from the top. If people see, you know, on the grassroots level that hey, they are talking about CX and EX and how important this is, but nothing really shows, then they are not taking the, the bold step to change things for real. And I think you need to be also courageous to be creative which I'm so sure we'll be talking talking a little bit later. But, but to in CX and, and in business life in general, I think that you need to uh, think differently than others to, to really differentiate yourself. So you have to think a little bit out of the box as well. Thank you very much. And I think now the, the team is complete. We have the trainer and uh, the goalkeeper, and therefore <laughs> we can we can we can start the game and we can start speaking about uh, Lego serious play. I have also a small uh, child; is six years old. He really like and enjoying playing that, but not. It's not what we are going to discuss today. We are going about adults playing with Legos and creating um, things that means also something. And I would like to really to understand this, this process. I know a lot of companies are already using it, but some companies don't know it, don't use it, and therefore it's I think really interesting to deep dive in this in these methods. Could you please share what, what is Lego, Lego Serious Play? Yes, of course. Uh, Lego Serious Play is a creative methodology that uh, Lego created themse for themselves in the mid-1990s or so. So they invited two university professors, uh, Mr. Johan Roos and Mr. Bart Victors, to create it. So it's based on sound academic uh, theories. I think there's 20, 30 different kinds of theories behind it. But the most important of them is flow, because you kind of have to get into that state of flow to be able uh, to be more creative. And, and when you do, you really launch yourself into it totally. Uh, the reason why they needed this methodology was that they were on the brink of bankruptcy almost, and they needed to make big changes in their organization, and they needed to make them fast. And I'm not saying that it was the only thing that turned the company around, but it was one 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 great tool in making those changes happen. And we all know how how Lego is doing nowadays. So, so I guess there there has been some some useful use of it uh, for for them. Uh, Lego Series Play. To to really quickly explain it is about creating um, your utilizing Lego, specialized Lego bricks different kinds of models that are your answers to um, the challenges that the facilitator puts forth for you. And I always start my workshop saying that I'm going to be teaching you a new, totally new language today, because that is, in fact, what it's all about, because you're talking through your hands and, and, and like it's a, it's a totally different way of expressing yourself. And also it, it is a way of... Uh, 
making things become concrete, your, your thoughts become concrete in a very, very, very concrete fashion. Uh, the way a Lego Serious Play uh, workshop uh, advances is that you start always with the skills building uh, part, because if you don't have skills building, it's not Lego Serious Play for real. So you have to understand what, what is like construction, constructivism and metaphors, what is storytelling and all of that. Once people are done, done these like short exercises to understand all of the, the play that is in play, uh, we put the challenges in front of them and they start building their answers to them. And the idea is that everybody, once they are, they have built their models, they explain them uh, to everybody else around the table and, and then everybody else is to listen very carefully and not, you know, they can ask questions about the models, but they are not to uh, make any judgmental uh, comments or anything like that. That's one of the main key principles of Lego Serious Play, that we are trying to create this safe uh, environment for everybody to express themselves and their opinions. So it is one of the main key things really in, in Lego Serious Play. Then when everybody has explained, uh, the, the next round is most often, about creating a shared model where everybody's uh, points of view are put into this bigger model uh, together based on those smaller models. Uh, and then yet another round would be to create uh, agents around those uh, that model that what are the different things that and, and I, I'm really focusing on my the word uh, agent doesn't mean here a person. It might be a law, it could, could be a cultural thing, it could be resources, budgeting, you know, all of these things. So agents that affect the, the whole model. And then uh, we do connections between the different uh, parts of the uh, Lego uh, shared shared model. And then the idea is that to, there's a lot of reflection going on all the, the, whole, the whole time. So we try to then uh, create these uh, simple guiding principles based on that. And that basically is what what uh, is the one of the key deliverables in Lego Serious Play workshops. We could be also doing some scenarios around the model, so playing different kinds of things that might happen to that specific uh, model in real life, or or then things that are totally out there in you know moonshots and and things like that. Uh, but then I, the idea being that we are really trying to play the different. Uh, futures together out so that they wouldn't happen in the or if they do happen in the real life then you would be prepared for that already thank you i think we are feeling the passion you are spreading passion and let us please make one or two step backs because you explained the methodology how it's working you mentioned mm -hmm. something at the beginning or two topics that i would quickly uh, deep dive together with you really quick but to make that understandable also for for, for the audience you mentioned flow Perhaps could you please explain quickly explain what do you understand uh, with the word flow? <laughs> I think most of your listeners probably know what it, know even better than me that what it's all about. But it's uh, this theory created by Mikhail Mikhailovsky, and I won't try to pronounce the, the name is way too difficult. You can Google that up. But he he's the kind of founding father for it. And basically, what he's saying is is that um, when you do things, you, you if you're too skilled for what you do. You, and, and you're not kind of putting all of yourself into it, then you become easily very bored. Uh, but, but if you're all the time trying to do things at the level where your skills are, or even going a little bit uh, further than that, 
then that helps you become more energized and, and putting all of your kind of effort into it so that you'll be more likely to produce better results. Is well, basically the yeah, idea that, there. That, that's perfect because we are in the flow and we can explain what, what, <laughs> what, what flow is. And the second yeah. thing, and I know that it's also perhaps already at the beginning you mentioned that, but at the end, what you are doing is you are bringing play into business, uh, moving, unlocking creativity, giving the opportunity to, to, to participants also to learn quicker, learning a new language. And, and it, I know that it's not team building, it's really about creating um, results. But could you quickly please elaborate also on why it's important to bring this way of playing into business? I think that we don't have enough creativity in business life. So that's, that's the number one problem uh, that this is uh, bound to kind of solve. Uh, for companies that we have, we, it could be any, I mean, basically it could be any creative methodology, but I, I just happen to, to know uh, Lego series play the, the, the best and come to think of it, actually the, the, the creators of Lego series play or LSP for short, they said that you could actually use any kind of material for Lego series play that it, you know, it could be parts like cotton or it could be i don't know paper clips i know that during the covid times people were doing online uh, lsp and sometimes the the packages of legos would not not get delivered in time or they wouldn't for some other reason have the lego lego bricks at, on their hands while participating so people were using books and and you know all of that whatever you have at hand you can use for for playing because it is all about metaphor so I could say to you that, okay, I don't know if you see, you see this, but like a, like this uh, AirPod uh, box that I have here, that this is actually a polar bear, you know, because I'm saying it, it is. So from, from now on, when I'm giving you this story, it's going to be about this polar bear that is doing something. Okay, that's not exactly a, you know, business kind of example, but just something that uh, makes you understand that it could be anything really. No, I think that's, thank you for the, this explanation. And perhaps also to make that understandable for, for, for the audience, uh, which challenges can you solve with uh, Lego, Lego Serious Play? I would like, love to say anything and everything, uh, but I'm not one of those people who say, you know, that uh, you need this hammer for, for, for those nails. But uh, I have not yet come to, to meet uh, anything like a pro business challenge that couldn't be solved using Lego Serious Play. I think it's more of a question of the company culture that um, in some companies or organizations, it, they are more likely to kind of uh, embrace uh, new methodologies, being uh, more open to being like trying to be creative and, and, and all of that. But uh, I have had uh, banks as customers so you wouldn't think that that's the you know uh, the nest of creativity, but they, those people have loved those Lego Series Play workshops. So I think that it's uh, if, if you take like like the methodology as as itself, it started from uh, from being used for uh, strategy work firstly, and and that's where its foundations are. But then very very quickly, Lego realized that actually. You can't have strategy without changing, transforming the culture as well. So very fast, it, it was also there were applications created uh, 
that can be used for team development and for individual uh, individual development. And and then also another thing that they realized was that there are these big changes that are going on, mergers, acquisitions, uh, or fusions of organizations. Other reasons why you know there are big changes and maybe controversial changes happening in uh, take the pandemic in in organizations. So therefore, they created a, a another. Uh, application called the beast it has a funny name but basically that is what it's meaning that we are going to now take this beast and and get you know solve this problem together so so those are like the generic ones there's a lot of hr related uh things that can be done with it uh really driving transformational changes is what it's best suited for and what we do in uh, with our clients is is basically those undertones, but then we have created uh, our own application called the CX Play, which is then addressing all the customer experience and employee experience related uh, needs. So it could be, you know, persona creation, it could be customer journey mapping or management, uh, it could be CX strategy work, CX design. We have been doing prototyping with some some companies. It's a very good tool for prototyping, as you can imagine. <laughs> Uh, using those creations. Um, also, I know that uh, it is really um, helpful for, for scenario work. So that is something that I would consider or recommend doing it, doing with, because uh, it's one of the foundations really of Lego Serious Place is scenario work. And mm. you really experience with uh, with uh, with Lego Lego Serious Play. What was your best experience with Lego Serious Play? my best one well you know um some of the some of the when, when you when you're sitting as a as a participant because uh, i i regularly take these uh, advanced training modules where i'm actually a participant myself so we get to to um experience ourselves what the what the newest applications are so the best things that we have been doing there um, I can't remember anything like single things, but uh, the the feeling that you get when uh, you're being putting being put forward with a with a challenge, and then you have absolutely no idea what to respond. And the one of the maybe the second rule of of uh, Lego Serious Play is, is don't think, just build. So you just get yourself a. a bunch of Lego bricks and you start fiddling with your fingers and then you realize that this is actually talking through your hands because when you look at look down on the table you realize that hey there's a model I don't know where it came from but but this is like uh this is my response to this thing and 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 I know what I'm talking about and this is exactly what my response is for this challenge when you get that it's maybe a question of flow coming back to that that thing because when you see people that they're running around getting more bricks and and you're like oh my god i don't know what to respond <laughs> and then you just you know launch yourself into it and and you come up with a response even not knowing yourself what you have been doing so on the participant side i would say that it's a kind of that would be my my best answer uh as a facilitator i love when i see the 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 fun that people are having and how engaged they become and you know they they get all over all over the place with with uh their joy and 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 get these ideas and it's not 
one like one time only it's been several times that I've been getting people after the workshop tell me that they've never given so much out of them and they really got into that state of flow so that is really what was happening there so yeah it's it's so nice because while you're speaking I can see you the podcast colleagues or the, the audience <laughs> listening to the podcast they cannot cannot see that but you are laughing you are really laughing <laughs> while you are explaining that and the, and it's really great and what uh, to continue on this on this flow on this discussion you mentioned that uh, that's also uh, re really important for your company the role of happiness uh, and that you want to to drive that for for people around you what's the role of happiness in businesses Oh, well, first of all, I think on the employee side, uh, it's so important that uh, people are happy. Like I said earlier on, that they are much more willing to to think about their customers than if they don't have a grudge against their boss or you know <laughs> somebody that is their colleague. It really uh, helps teams perform better because they open up new avenues of of communication, and it can help people to. Um, Talk about things that maybe would be more difficult to talk about, you know, if you didn't have the Lego model in front of you. Uh, in a way, it's a catalyst for change that, that helps this, driving these discussions, I would say. Uh, people get, you know, less stressed, stressed out when they can really express themselves. They, they get to launch into these creative, you know, sessions that they, they it's a different way of working, I would say. Mm -hmm. Of course, then then the it will like I said, it's not a team building exercise, but it it is bound bound to uh, uh, make your uh, communication better and your collaboration better. So, in a way, it is doing that the same thing as as team building, like like traditional uh, team building exercises would do. But that I think is is very important, and and that will then in a in a long longer long run then of course drive also the growth of the co companies because people are willing to put much more of them and the, and you get no, new ideas when you have new perspectives to things and you get all those more maybe introverted people uh, join you as well when they know that uh, or, or they they have that sa feeling of safety and and they don't you know hinder them from, themselves from from joining the the crowd and, and telling their opinions Thank you. I, I would have 200,000 additional questions. I still have some for you, but we are running out of time. The first question, looking in the future, short term, I know that you are going to, to launch a maturity model, a benchmarking, a customer experience management shortly. Uh, as a matter of fact that you are on this podcast, I need to ask this question. Can you highlight what's, what's your purpose, what you're going to do? Sure, of course. So the same benchmark, customer experience management uh, benchmark is something that we have been doing since the beginning of CXPA, the launch of CXPA in Finland. So 2013, this being the almost like 10th year we're, we're running it. We did it uh, firstly in Finland to understand uh, what the state of customer experience was in Finland. And it really works as a tool for people who take it like uh, from organizations who take it every year. They say that it's a checklist for them that, okay, have we been doing better in this part and, and this uh, uh, area? And, and they sort of use it as their own tool to uh, reflect on what they have been doing dur during the year. Uh, so it works as a development tool for those who take it as well. 
and at, at the same time we can benchmark now different uh even continents or countries between each other because we are now it, it has been uh, an international one for, for now and uh the idea there is that when a couple of years ago i, I started to get these, these questions from from the finnish organizations that hey we would love to be able to also benchmark ourselves against the you know the bigger world out there so I dis- so we decided to take it uh global and that was why we are now running it internationally all over the world and of course it will in some areas like we are also going to launch it now in the caribbean so that they will be now getting the first steps and and seeing that okay this is where we are now and maybe in five years time they will see that what what kind of improvements they have been able to to do in between so basically it's a it's a benchmark on five different uh, competencies of customer experience management and you get a shield the same index which is telling you uh, from zero to 100% that how good are you doing and and there's four different levels of of going to to the visionary part of, of like you know exec and executive ones and and uh, people do say say that they keep taking it because they are really they really benefit from it so i guess that's that's the main reason why we keep doing it and improving it looking forward to share that also to my audience if you could share that super happy to share that and now we looked we looked in the short term let's look in the long term in 10 years from now we are back on the cx goalkeeper podcast (laughs) and we are discussing about what (laughs) (laughs) well probably we are still going to be talking about creativity i think that's not going to go anywhere from this world and i think that i'm actually at the moment i'm i'm torn between these two worlds because I'm so into artificial intelligence and, and machine learning and, and machine customers, you know, that that uh, I'm following that day in, day out. And I've, I've created my own Python uh, uh, programs for it and, and learned the, the language programming and all of that just to be able to do AI stuff. And uh, I don't know if the customer experience professionals have entirely understood how big a change this is going to be for us, because there's not just ChatGPT or OpenAI, the API for for the for the large language model. That's one thing. Then we had the the plugins come on top of ChatGPT, which uh, gives companies the possibility to uh, offer these services uh, a little bit better than than you know your old chatbots. But what the change that has been happening, uh, like very very close now, is is Auto GPT and Baby AGI and these these new tools that are like ten times hundred x of of what Chat GPT can provide because they are actually launching uh, several uh, autonomous agents that uh, are able to then talk to each other and and uh, you know. Go go do a search online for me when I want to go to to US and and get me the best tickets for or best airlines, and then decide for me myself and what I would like based on the criteria that I give them, like the goals that I give them, and then uh, just t- buy the tickets for me without me ever needing to do anything other than lift my finger, <laughs> you know, and and now it's still in a phase where you need to have some programming skills to be able to create these autonomous agents. But it, we are like one step from having plugins on top of AutoGPT, and that will certainly change the things because then people will be able to create for each other 
uh, all these uh, different kinds of uh, autonomous agents. And that's when we have the machine customers come into the picture for, for real. And, and that is going to change so totally the customer experiences. And, and I hope, I certainly hope that uh, customer experience professionals or practitioners are now looking into these things. I think what you what you're saying is extremely important, and yes, we need to take care also about about this topic. We are coming to an end of this game, but I still have three questions in the extra time. Short question with uh, short answers. Is there a, a book that you would like to suggest to the audience to help you during your career or during your life? <laughs> well, of course, uh, I would have to to plug in, plug in here the CX two and CX three books. I but not because of my own chapters. But, but because of all the knowledge that has been shared by the 20 plus other uh, authors of those books, I think that they are really gold mines as such. And the chapters are so easy to read that I definitely recommend those. Other than that, uh, probably been mentioned several times, but Ian Golding's Customer What is one of my favorite books. And I also love everything and everything that Sean Smith has uh, created because he's really the, the <laughs> you know, we wouldn't have customer experience management without him. So I think no, that, that... Clear. But now that you're mentioning him, I need to ask this question because I was also to his ma attending his masterclass and he's really uh, clear which colors of each post-it we are allowed to use while we are doing journey mapping. And therefore, the question that I have to you is you are also so picky when uh, with the colors of the bricks that people are allowed to use during the legal <laughs> series play. It's It's the same. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually the, the the short answer is no. But the, the thing is that uh, people they take whatever bricks they are using, and then one of the main like most important questions to to ask your colleagues from their models is why did you use that color? Does it have some significance? You know, because they might have uh, forgotten to tell something that okay, I used pink here because da 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 da, and and yeah, so there is. But then other other than that, uh, it might be just the aesthetics that, that people are using. But no, no there is no no uh, rules about that because that that's totally up to you what you can what you want to do with the Lego bricks. Thank you. Uh, I am quite sure that people would like to deep dive also in this topic. What's the best way to to contact you? Uh, I'm very easily you can very easily find me on LinkedIn. I'm the only Sirte in town. Or globally, it looks like it. <laughs> if you write Sirte, you will find me. Uh, also, you can go on our web website on, on shirute.fi slash en if you want to understand anything. Uh, cxplay.fi is an English-speaking uh, site for anything and everything on LEGO Series Play. Uh, and if you're interested in joining the SEM benchmark, uh, the easiest address to go to is shirute.fi slash cem, uh, which then has more like links towards the, the actual survey that you can and, take. And the audience will find all the links also in the show notes. Now we are coming to the last question is Sirte golden nuggets. It's something that we discussed or something new that you would leave to the audience. Sure. Um, I'm going to tell you a story to, to, to back my, my golden nuggets. Uh, George Land was, was a researcher in 1965 who created this test for the NASA back in the day and uh, his his uh, idea was to create a test that would uh, distinguish between the people who applied for NASA to be, become their engineers and, and personnel to find everybody who was on a creative genius level because they needed to really find the cream of the crop 
and he created this test and he actually took 1600 children aged four to five years old to take the test before you know to make it a really scientifically proven that what what his findings had been from that and he realized that when they were only five years old those people those little kids uh, 98 percent out of the, them uh, were on the creative genius level then he took the same children when they were 10 years old and uh, they were there were only 30 percent who made this level and guess what happened five years later there were only 12 percent of them who managed to be creatives uh, on this on this scale and i think that that's uh, what he's he and his george land and his colleagues did then what they came up with was that we are really drained from from our uh, creativity when we uh, grow up from being uh, children to to adults so there's, there's something terribly wrong with our school system that everybody loses their creativity when they come to the business world where when they would really need it and 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 he has actually taken this uh, test to over one million adults after that and regularly he gets only two percent of adults who get uh, on this creative genius level so that tells you a little bit that uh, there might, might be something like a small bit of truth in this and my golden nugget based on this story is, is really that i i don't think that we are you know people are creative or, or they're not creative that that it's something that you're born with i i do think that it is something you're born with but everybody is so it's just a question of us finding that five-year-old within us to, to understand and unlock the, the creativity that we all have inside of ourselves. Thank you, Sirte. This was an outstanding conclusion of the podcast. Please stay with me to the audience. It's everything. I hope that you enjoyed this discussion as much as I did. We discussed about Lego Serious Play. I think it was super interesting. And uh, contact me, contact Sirte. If you have any question, happy to direct you to, to, to Sirte in order to kick off the discussion. Thank you very much and bye-bye. Thank you, Greg. Thank you for inviting me and, and hope to hear from everybody soon. If you enjoyed this episode, please share the word of mouth. Subscribe it, share it. Until the next episode, please don't forget, we are not in a B2B or B2C business, we are in a human-to-human -human environment. Thank you!